0: Hello, welcome and thank you for joining us today on Friend of God brought to you by Friendship Baptist Church in Sturgis, Mississippi. It is our goal every week to bring the Word of God to as many people as possible. We pray that you enjoy today's message, but more importantly, we pray that it changes your heart and provokes life change and action. God bless and please listen from your heart. Enjoy. This morning we're going to look at the book of Daniel, chapter 1. If you'll turn with me in your copy of God's Word. Daniel, chapter 1. It takes a lot of courage to stand up for God in this world. It takes a lot of courage to do the right thing, especially when no one else is doing it. It takes a lot of resolve for a person to stand against the principalities, the powers of this present age. It takes a lot for you and I, to live according to the word of God it costs something to live in this land for Christ it costs something to work in this land and still live according to the standard of Christ because those two don't always mix together it takes a lot to live according to God when others are, are are against you it takes a lot to do what God has called us to do so very much courage is required and required for you and I to stand against such a time as these. And a lot of these sermon series lately have been a sign of the times, and that's been the front of the the name of whatever comes after, because I believe we are in unprecedented times. We're in times right now that many of us have never seen. While we might be no stranger to adversity, we might not be a stranger to things that come against us that we have to process and deal with, what we are against is the same thing everyone else has been against. It is worshiping anything but God in this society today. Anything but God and His authority in our lives is going to lead us in a manner of chaos. It will never bring completion to our lives. It will never help us in the future. So it takes courage for someone who doesn't know Christ to accept Christ, but it also takes courage for someone who knows Christ to live for Christ. When everyone else is doing something different, it takes a lot of courage to stand in the right manner. In Daniel chapter one, in Daniel chapter one, the the king is looking for some man. He's looking for some people to serve, to lead in his kingdom. So the first question you have to begin to ask yourself in the midst of all of this is, who is Daniel? And Daniel 1-7, through 7, it defines who Daniel is. It says, A third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. The Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand, along with some vessels of the house of God, and he brought them to the land of Shinar, to the house of his God, and he brought the vessels into the treasury of his God. Then the king ordered Ashpenaz, the chief of his officials, to bring in some of the sons of Israel, including some of the royal family of the nobles, youths in whom there was no defect, who were good-looking, showing intelligence, and every branch of wisdom, endowed with understanding and discerning knowledge, and who had the ability for serving in the king's court. And he ordered them to to teach them the literature and the language of the Chaldeans, Then the king appointed for them a daily ration of the king's choice food and from the wine which he drank and appointed them that they should be educated three years to the end of which they would enter the king's personal service. Now among them were the sons of Judah, were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. And the commander of the officials assigned new names to them. And to Daniel he assigned the name Belshazzar to Hananiah, Shadrach, to Mishael, Meshach, and to Azariah, Abednego. So these men were in the service of the king. These men were serving in this capacity. They had to go through some hurdles to get there, right? But it was carefully crafted, this whole thing, by God. They got to the place in authority, in leadership, where they were, because God had placed them there. God gave over the kingdom to Nebuchadnezzar. God gave all of these things in order. And and see, God even knew Nebuchadnezzar thought more of himself than anybody else. And so these men were, were following these set of regimented rules to get where God wanted them to be. But there's some things that they resolved in their mind that they would not do because they said, this goes against my faith. This is against my beliefs. This is against what God has set before me. And so I'm going to challenge the authorities around me. I'm going to challenge all of these things around me because I believe God is going to give me what I need to sustain me through all things. And I truly believe that when you and I face a hurdle, we face a trial, you know, a temptation, something in our life which is. 10 times more difficult than we expected it to be, I found that God gives us the sustainment we need, the, whatever we need to get through that. God provides in strategic ways that speaks to what we're about to go through. God's requiring for us to trust Him. God's requiring for us to do what He has called us to do in the place He has called us to. So we see in here Daniel has resolve. So, secondly, what is Daniel's resolve? Daniel made up his mind that he would not defile himself with the king's choice food or with the wine which he drank. So, he sought permission from the commander of the officials that he might not defile himself. In other words, God's favor was more important to Daniel than the king's favor. And you might say, well, I like others' approval." And I think we all like others to like us, right? We like others to approve of us. But when it stands to come between us and God, my hope is that you stand with God. When it comes between making a decision that might propel your career forward or following God, I hope you choose following God. When it it comes down to you know, at all, it's either am I going to choose others' approval, man's approval, or am I going to stand within the will of God? Is it really a hard and fast deal like that? And I say yes, because there are places we go, whether it's in a classroom, whether it's in a job, whether whether it's anywhere and everywhere, that we're going to have to make a decision. We're going to have to choose to Live for the approval of man, or we're going to have to live for God in our life. It says, verse nine. Now God granted Daniel favor and compassion in the sight of the commander of the officials. And the commander of the officials said to Daniel, "I am afraid of my lord the king, who has appointed you uh, appointed your food and your drink. For why should your faces uh, why should he see your faces looking more haggard than the youths who are your own age?" then you would make me forfeit my head to the king. See, to disobey the king, it could mean sudden death, right? It could mean certain right then and there, you defy an earthly king, and that's it for you. It's just like, you remember the story of Esther, going into the king's presence. Even going in unannounced could mean that. So there was there was a, uh, an assurance that Daniel had to have. Daniel had to be assured of what he believed, and he knew this commander who he had favor with, and so there becomes a time where he said, I'm going to choose to follow God. And so the commander said, I'm I'm afraid of the Lord, what are you going to do? But then verse 11 says, but Daniel said to the overseer who, who the commander of the officials had appointed over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, he said, please test your servants for ten days, and let us be given some vegetables to eat and waters to drink. So, so instead of the wine, instead of the king's food, which probably was appealing to the eyes, he said, look, test us. Test us. If we are any weaker or haggard in their language or anything else than anybody, then, then okay, we'll, we'll do something different. But test us, because according to God, who has never failed us, I want to be in His will. According to God who never will fail us, we want to be in His will, amen? We want to do what God wants us to do, no matter what the consequences are. Because right where God is, that's where we want to be. We don't want to be making choices in this world that that lead us in the wrong direction, but also lead someone else in the wrong direction. We want to look at the times that we're in right now and look to a God who can, to have a resolve that is different. So he said, try us. So then he said, Then let our appearance be observed in your presence and the appearance of youths who are eating the choice, king's choice food and deal with your servants according to what you see. So he listened to them in this matter and tested them for ten days. And at the end of ten days their appearance seemed better and they were fatter than all the youths who had been eating the king's choice food. So it made a difference. They were tested. They were tried. Over ten days, I'm sure the other choice men that were there said... Good luck with this, you know. They started ridiculing them. They started saying, okay, let's see what your God does. Because they were eating of the best food of the land, so to speak. They were drinking of the wine. They were were doing what pleased the king, in other words, what the king had said. But these men lived for something different, something greater than themselves. They saw a purpose that they were unwilling to compromise. When you and I are tested, do we fold quite easily? Or do we go to God and say, God, I'm going to trust you with each and everything. As simple and small as some things are, I'm going to trust you with those things. God, if you have called me where you have called me, God, then lead me as you see fit. And so these men were better off having followed God. So the overseer continued to withhold their choice food and wine, that they were able to drink, and kept giving them vegetables. As for these four youths, God gave them knowledge and intelligence in every branch of literature and wisdom. Daniel even understood all kinds of dreams. So God continued to give them what was necessary and continued to use them greatly, right? So... so Fourthly, God continued to use them greatly. He continued to give and give and pour and pour because that line was open between them, right? They said, nothing is worth compromising my faith. And so God was continuing to use them to reach those around him, but also to reach out to those in governmental authority. See, God used these men in... In just a, a mighty way, because of their resolve, because of their willingness to do so, God continued to use them, and so we begin to see where God uses them. In verse eighteen, it says this: Then the end of the days, which the king had specified for presenting them, the commander of the officials presented them before Nebuchadnezzar. He was the king. The king talked with them, and out of them, all was, all not was one found like Daniel. Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they entered the king's personal service. Wait, so you're telling me these people who were disobedient, didn't eat the food that they were told to eat, didn't follow the plan according to what the king had wanted, found service within the king. And you can't tell me that's not a God thing, amen? God was working in and all of this. And so this is personal service. As for every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king consulted them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and conjurers that were in his realm. I think you want to understand this. This king was not a man of God, was he? He worshipped gods, little g, gods. But he found favor with these men. He found that these men who found favor with him were able to do things that no one else could. See, when it came down to it, these gods that he worshipped over here were of no comparison with Almighty God. Amen? When the world tries to find everything is acceptable and okay and all these other things, it doesn't compare with God. So when you and I choose to have resolve and we choose to not compromise, when we stand out and we feel like we are standing out, which we should, who gets glorified? It gets God glorified, right? And then God is able to use us more effectively when we turn ourselves to Him and stop looking at what everybody else thinks and what everybody else feels and and how everybody wants us to be. So so God continued to to show the king and gave them ten times better than everybody else. So verse 21 begins to tell us so much about what goes on. And Daniel continued into the first year of Cyrus the king. So, he continued on. He continued serving. God continued to show him things and visions. God continued to give him resolve to stand up to the next king and the next king and the next king. And the great thing about it is, when he stood up to the kings, yes, there were consequences. There's going to be consequences for living in a way that we ought to live. It's going to rub people the wrong way for all the right reasons. It's going to leave a mark in the society that we're in for all the right reasons. When you and I stand up, it's worth it because God's name gets glorified. Even if nobody ever remembers us, they're going to remember the faith that we had. That's unwavering despite the times that we're in. So what do we take out of this? What do we take out of God's leadership in these four men's lives and their obedience and God's Raising of their stature and understanding within the kingdom. How do we take this and make a little application of this today in the here and now? See, I believe that Daniel, first and foremost, was given all that he needs because of his unwavering obedience to God. Do you and I have unwavering obedience to God? I'm not talking about when we feel like it or when we make time for it or when everything's not so hard. I'm talking about at all times. Meaning, I will not compromise anything for my faith in God. Amen? There's nothing worth that. I mean, I don't care what we get out of it temporarily. Nothing is worth what God can do in compromising that. And and I have to think about it like this. If there are others watching me as a Christian believer, and others are listening to me, are they being led to Him, or are they being caused to stumble because of how I'm acting? We've really got to ask ourselves those questions, because the reality is, is someone else sees us and begins to contemplate who Christ is to them. That's the weight of it all. People see us and see our inability or, or, or not wanting to compromise, and they say there must be something to this. If they are sticking to what they believe, regardless of the circumstance, regardless of what could be done to them, regardless of the persecution, regardless of what might happen, even losing their job, then there's got to be something to this. Or they may see you praying when nobody else prays around you because they don't want to offend anybody. You're praying in the break room, or you're praying in the hallway at school, or you're leading somebody else. See, it stands out. Even those who say, you know what, they don't pray or they don't seek after God or they don't do anything like that, chances are if you are a student of prayer and you spend time in Him every day and and they know this, what's going to happen when they face adversity or trials in their life? Who are they going to come to? They're going to stop at you and they say, you know what, I don't fully gauge or understand, but there's something about the way you pray and there's something about your God. They're going to take notice of that. And that's not an age thing. It doesn't matter if you're an adult, a kid, or youth, anybody. When you are living for God, it's evident. And it should be. So Daniel is given all that he needs because of his unwavering obedience to God. Notice I didn't say all that he wants. There's a difference between wants and needs, right? Try to explain that to a kid, right? Some of you parents in here are saying, uh, we've had this talk this past week, wants and needs. Because a lot of times people want things, but they don't need things. Unwavering obedience to God. Secondly, Daniel and his friends were living a life of influence. They understood that because they lived for God, it would cost them something. They understood they were with other choice men who chose to live according to whatever the king was telling them to do, and they just wanted to get ahead and move ahead in life. But Daniel and his friends chose to say, you know what, God has put a dividing line here, and I will not cross that dividing line. God has called me to eat and live in a certain manner, and I'm going to do that, because God has called me to do that. So they chose to live a life of influence on those around Thirdly, we go through times of trials or testing, don't we? We go through times of trials and testing. It, because we are a Christian, it doesn't mean that everything is going to be like it, like it should be, but like we think it's going to be. We go through times of trial and testing, and it proves and refines us and makes us stronger for the fight ahead. When we go through all of these things, they're not just things just, that just happen to us, They are things that we walk through. I've often said it like this. Some of the greatest times where God has led me through is times I've messed up. Times I should have done things better than I did. And God teaches me a lesson through it all. And there's also times where I'm walking through life and it seems like I'm a bug on the windshield. I hit it real hard and I didn't see it coming. I mean, but it doesn't change who he is. He is. And it doesn't change who I should be in those times. See, these men relied on God for all things, and it carried them through, and it will do the same through us today. If we rely on God, no matter what the circumstance is, no matter what the trial, the temptation is, no matter what we face, whether we saw it coming or we didn't see it coming, whether we, we are uh, you know pressed hard on all sides, it's... God leading us through when we rely on Him throughout all things. Because the one thing I have observed in this life, amongst other things, is that God will never fail. He'll never let me down. I might do things that that probably aren't the best thing in the world, but God will not let me down. God still works with me through it all. Fourthly, these men were used for God's purposes... And even when others worshipped the king, they held true without compromise. How many Christian believers today compromise their faith willingly? Look, I I don't want to stand out, or or I want my friends to like me, or I want to be a part of this group, or I want to go to this place, or I want to be a part of this, so I've got to do X, Y, Z. See, the reality is, is that we're not needing to compromise anything for this world. Because the reality is, temporary compromise... Permanent repercussions, right? But what if we stand for God? Think about the difference it makes to those around us. Think about the difference it makes in our lives. Think about how we could be used more and more and more for God's purposes. See, God advanced them because of their faith in Him and continued to use them in so many ways. And they were just like everybody else. It was unprecedented times. It was, let's worship the king or die. Or it was a society to which they had to do things different. It was a a society where they had many gods, many idols, many things to worship. And these men chose to worship God. Lastly, fifthly, advancement is more than monetary in this life and in their lives. See, leadership and influence in this world, we're in a world of hostility against Christian beliefs, against anything we hold true as moral and value. To say anything to speak up automatically shines a light on an individual, and there are many that feel like that's too hard or too much to bear. But the reality of it all is if you are a student of the Bible, but you're also a student of what goes on in the world and world affairs, you begin to understand. In many countries, they don't have the same freedoms we have here. There are many that lose their lives, are kicked out of their families, lose their business, lose their home—all things for the sake of Christ and the advancement of Christ. You know, just just this past week, you look over the stories of Jim and Elizabeth Elliot. You look over many others that were martyrs for their faith, and you look at many modern missionaries that are having to go through the same endeavors as well. We are in a hostile world, but we have a good God who wants to lead us through. Another thing we will learn in the, in the advancement in this is that we stay near to God and He'll draw near to you. You know, the times to which I feel like I'm dealing with trials and things more than ever before, I draw near to God and I say, God... I don't understand, but God, I know you'll get me through. God, I want to dig deep in your word because I know it has something to say. And God, I want to pray because I realize that is the greatest instrument you and I have, is prayer. We can go to God, and there's so much power in that. And while we don't see every step ahead of us, God, we know, will lead us through each and every one of them. Stay near to God, and he'll draw near to you. And we have to understand as well, we cannot be people pleasers and influencers for God at the same time. There are some people, seemingly, they live for others' approval. And I'm telling you, we can't live that way. Because folks are going to let us down. Folks are going to do the wrong thing. They're not going to hold what we say in confidence. There's a lot of things that others are going to do and others are going to lead us to do but if we are wanting to be influenced by God and led by God and used by God, then we have to make a choice. We can't live in what I call the lukewarm zone. Amen? Think about it like this. If I had two boxes here on stage and I was standing with one foot in both of them, what do I? how can I have both of those or satisfy both of those at the same time? I can't do it, Right? I can't satisfy God and people at the same time, right? I can't have one one bit of understanding over here and say, well, over here I don't have, you know, I want to please that person or these people. I want them to like me and everything else. We either are for God or against God. We are not lukewarm. And there are many people that try to be lukewarm and try to do both. But we can't. God tells us time and again that we have to choose this day who we will follow. That we have to not compromise. That we are in this world, but we are not of this world. That we've been bought with a price. And in this world, we'll know trials, persecutions. We'll know all the things. But you and I live to be people of influence. We live to be people who are known by God. We live by the name of Christ when we are called Christians. We are meant to advance the gospel and we are meant to help others know Christ. And we can't do that if we compromise with the world around us. Daniel knew, his friends knew, what would have possibly cost in their life to stand against the king. They chose that dividing line in their life, and said, I will not cross this line. I will not compromise my faith. And God used them in mighty ways and advanced them within that particular kingdom before various kings. They faced hardships. They faced difficulties. They faced people like many of us face. But they chose to say, God is greater. And the life that you are chosen to live and the life that God wants to live in you, what are you going to choose to do on this day? Who are you going to choose to follow? What resolve do you have? Let's pray. Father God, we come this day. God, we, we ask so many questions. God, because so many of us have dealt with so many trials, so many temptations, so many difficulties in our own life. God, I pray on this morning, God, if we need to confess before you what we have compromised on, God, when we need to confess before you, God, our shortcomings, God, that you might have the entirety of us. God, that we need to call on you to have the resolve that continues to grow our relationship with you, but also helps us lead others around us. Father God, we're in such unprecedented times, but we know that, God, you never, ever change. God, in the face of adversity that we deal with today, God, I pray that we stand for you. God, I know that it's difficult, and it's hard not to want others' approval, but God, God, we are not meant to be of this world, even though we live in this world. God, we are meant to be bought with the price, and that price is something that we cannot give away. God, we have to live for you. God, I just pray on this today as we seek forgiveness for our, for our falling away. God, our, our willingness to go here and there and do what the world wants us to do. God, I pray you use us, your followers, in a mighty way. Father God, I pray this morning if we are without salvation in our lives, God, I pray today this message of hope gives us the Ability to step out and say, God, with this, I know I can do great things. But greater still, God, with you in my life, I know what forgiveness is all about. Father God, I pray for the person this morning that might be saying, I need Jesus, and I need him now. Father God, I pray on this morning, you forgive them, lead God and direct them in all that you do to follow you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining the Friendship Family today. We know that your time is the most valuable item you have, and we are enormously grateful that you chose to share it with us. If you would like to know more about Friendship Baptist Church, please visit our website, friendshipsturges.com, or our Facebook page at facebook.com slash FBCMS. Both can be found in the show notes below. If you would leave a rating or review for our new podcast, we would be very appreciative. And if you would share it with others, we would be eternally grateful. We pray that you have a God-filled day. And remember, love God, love people, and reach the world.